Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. Well, welcome back, my friends. We're here for part two of our interview with Dr. Rogers, where we're going to find out a little bit more about the teachings of Dr. Dr. Naram and how this whole system, amazing system of healing works that we learned about in part one. So welcome back, Dr. Rogers. Take it away. Uh, super. Thank you, Bob. You know, I shared about my father and uh, how he went from 12 medications to one in six months. I just, you know, when I saw that the things that Dr. Naram could do in India was one thing. Like it had a certain level of impact, but when it's someone that you love, someone that you're so connected to, like a father, a mother, or a child, and then someone creates this transformation, it's like, it's like such a priceless gift, you know? Like I felt like I'd been given worth more than millions and millions of dollars. And so I called this master healer, Dr. Naram. Now this conversation is actually, a part of it is in the book, Ancient Secrets of the Master Healer. Um, but some of it I'm going to share, which is beyond that. So I called him on, on the phone and I said, thank you for, for giving my dad's life back. You know, I, don't know how, I don't know how to thank you, but I feel like I just want more people to know that this healing system exists. I want them to know so they can benefit from it, so they can have a choice. And I want to help you. And at this point, he laughed. Bob, and I remember the surprise and the shock of him laughing. Because remember the first conversation I shared where he said, you know, he knew about internets and he wanted to know how to help more people. So I thought he still wanted my help. But at this point, he said, you know, Clint, I do need help. Because my mission is to help every, every home and every heart on earth benefit from this ancient healing system. He says, but I don't need help from you. I was like, Why? He's like, because I know you now. I was like, well, that, what's that supposed to mean? He's like, I know you now and your mind is way too crowded. Even if I told you the secrets, you would just try and figure them out with your head, not understand them with your heart. Now, for a university researcher, my job is to figure stuff out with my brain. You know, that's what I do. So this was really messing with me, you know. I was so confused. So I said, well, what do I do? He's like, well, you can do two things. And one of the things he had me do was go for 10 days of silence. There's a long period of silence. So for those listening right now, what's the longest period of time you've ever gone without speaking since you were born until now? <laughs> you know, actually, I'm not sure even for you, Bob, what's the longest you've gone for a day, two days? Or? Probably a day or two. Yeah, that's it. A day or two. Yeah. You know, sometimes I say to ask people and they're like, I haven't even gone for an hour. I have to start talking if I'm quiet for like a few minutes. And some people are like that. But the crazy thing was he had me go for 10 days. And there's little I've ever done in my life. Actually, maybe nothing I've ever done in my life more transformative than this. For, for, for some people that are, are spiritually inclined, there's actually a scripture 
it says, be still and know that I am God. And I used to think that meant God's just telling all the people down below, you know, be still. Don't worry. I'm God. I'm here. I got it under control, you know. But now I, I look at it like a mathematical formula, actually. You be still and then you discover God. You know God. Be still and know that I am God. I think, I think it's inevitable. You, you, see, you see a different thing. For me, I, I started to see that most of the games we play in this life are just inventions by other humans. Like I have a PhD, but there, humans invented a university and made up this game. That you play this game and you get this degree, you know? Like humans made up money. This game we play called money game. Like it's not a real thing. It just only exists because we agree it does. Like the idea of city state or country states, you know? Like a country, there's no lines between the countries when you go over to space and look down. So when I came out of this silence, I was like, wow, I thought my dad needed healing. I had no idea how much healing I needed. So much went away that I was holding on to. And so then I said, now I want to help you. For 10 years, he let me travel with him more than, I don't know, hundreds of cities, dozens of countries. I documented thousands and thousands of cases like my dad. And in the process, he, I learned from him what I consider our life's greatest secrets. And he wasn't like a, he didn't teach it. You know, like he said, I can't teach anyone anything, but people can learn. In fact, the very opening quote in this book, Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, the very, when you open the very first page, the very first quote says, I didn't come to teach you. I came to love you and love will teach you. <laughs> and it's amazing because we learn so much, but the most important things we learn are from love. It comes because I love my dad so much. I actually call this book a love story because it was love for my father that pushed me beyond the realm of what I thought was logical or possible into this world in which I saw healing miracles happen all the time. I saw Dr. Um help more than 100 people every day in Europe and U.S., other parts of the world in India 300 500 people a day were coming to see him and I saw what he used and I talked to the people and I interviewed them and they didn't do it because I was paying them they just did it because they were so grateful for their life being given back to them and a lot of those cases in the book I not only share the story of the person who got better but what was that remedy that Dr. Ram gave him you know this this story isn't in the book but it's such a significant one this woman wanted to have a baby for so long, they'd spent tens of thousands of dollars on all kinds of ways for infertility treatments, you know, and nothing was working. And so finally, her husband just found out about Dr. Ram, so they came to see him. And Dr. Ram saw them and, and, and said, okay, what are you eating? And she says, she described some of the food she's, she's eating. And he's like, are you, are you eating honey? She's like, yeah. He's like, okay, because according to your pulse, your pitta is out of balance and the honey is, is making that happen. He says, instead, what you want to have is ghee. So cut out the honey and start eating ghee. <laughs> I don't know if you know what ghee is, but it's sure. clarified butter. You burn out the milk salt or you cook out the milk solids and then it's actually medicinal. So she did that and then she had lots of herbs that she ordered that were on the way before the herb. So they've been trying to get pregnant for years, for years. But just from this one thing before the herbs even arrived at her home she got her pregnancy test back and she was pregnant <laughs> and she was so surprised 
<laughs> Dr. Ram, he says everything is a medicine or poison depending on how you use it. Everything is a medicine or poison depending on how you use it. Even water is a medicine for so many things and a poison for some things. He says even your life's work, what you do for work can be a medicine or poison depending on if it's aligned with your purpose. So if you're doing something that's not according to your purpose just because you're trying to make other people happy, eventually you're going to get sick. Your body will break down, your mind will break down, your emotions will break down. There will be some dis-ease. I know that's a little side sidetrack, but it's not only what you feed your body, but it's also the thoughts you feed your mind, the emotions you feed your 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 soul, your body, you know, your 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 whole makeup. And so Siddha Veda, these masters preserved this ancient technology for how anyone can live with vibrant health, unlimited energy, and peace of mind at any age. Dr. Ram said, someone can be 20 years old. And another person could be 100 years young. <laughs> so he says, how can that be? There's actually a chapter in the book that's called The Fountain of Youth, you know? And I'm listening to him talk about this. He says, can I share with you the secret of the fountain of youth? I'm like, yeah, I want to know. <laughs> that sounds so cool. He's like, how do my masters live to be 125, 140? How did they, lo how did they live not only a long time, but good quality of health? I was like, well, tell me. He says, well, it's, it's in the secret. How can someone be 20 years old and another person be 100 years young? So, Bob, what do you think? How can, what does it mean? How can someone be 20 years old? What would that mean? Well, I would assume from what we're talking about here that to be 20 years old is to be out of alignment with your purpose and cut off from an energy that's greater than you. So as human beings... You know, we come into this world with a certain amount of, of this intrinsic energy that we have within us. But then over the course of our life experiences, we're cut off from that through negative emotions and through some of the things that we do in our, our lifestyle. So to be 100 years young would be to plug back into that source and to tap into something that's greater than what we came into life with. Wow, so beautiful, so powerful. Yeah, you know, he said someone can be 20 years old if they're physically rigid, mentally stubborn, and emotionally dry. And another person could be 100 years young if they're physically flexible, mentally alert, willing to learn, and emotionally full of love. He says, you start aging when you think the future is going to be worse than the past. But young people at any age always believe in a better future than the past. They have hope, you know. And I, I think it, it's tied in a lot to what you said. When you're aligned with your purpose, then you have, you know, everything's flowing for you, for your benefit. Even, even lots of times people get sick or ill or some pain. It's your teacher. It's just saying, oh, something's out of alignment. Pay attention. Check the engine, you know. Don't, don't just kill that with a painkiller. But learn what's out of alignment. What else can you be doing differently? What other foods can you be feeding your body? What other food, food thoughts can you be feeding your, your mind? Emotions you can be feeding your soul, your heart and your soul. So he said, really, the secret fountain of youth is flexibility. So my question for those listening is this. How flexible are you? 
physically, mentally, emotionally, at this time, this great time of change that we find ourselves on planet Earth, seeing unprecedented things happening. How flexible are you? How, how willing are you to learn, to grow, to meet this challenge? Dr. Ram says, there's more power inside. The most important power is inside of you, not anything that happens outside of you. So instead of becoming a consumer of your circumstances, become a creator. Become a creator. And how do you become a creator? When you become aligned with who you are. He said 95%. I just, can I share one more secret with you, Bob? Mm-hmm. How much time do we got left in this section? You have about another five minutes. So this is an important concept. Dr. Ram, he said his master taught him, 95% of people on the planet don't know what they want. They don't know. So they're window shopping. They try this job or that job, you know, this career, this wife or that wife, this husband, that husband, you know, this window shopping, trying anything. And then when that sadness, when that kind of, frustration comes they just seek distractions watching tv see a movie do some play some game go somewhere moves you know try but instead of facing what that is that core thing he said three percent of people they actually discover what they want but they never achieve it because they don't have the right tools or technology to achieve it he said one percent of people they know what they want and they achieve it but then they never enjoy it because in the process, they got health problems, relationship problems, kid problems. And, you know, actually with Dr. Ram, I, I probably met half a dozen billionaires. And I don't know how many dozens of millionaires. And it's, he's right. A lot of people who have decided what they want and they've achieved it are not enjoying it. Because there's such a severe problem that it, does, it makes it so you can't enjoy that thing. He, so Dr. Ram says, Siddhaveda. The, the, this technology my masters preserve is the lost ancient art and science of how to be the 1% of people that know what they want, that achieve it, and they enjoy it. And so a lot of what the book does is it takes you on a journey where it helps you. It, it, every chapter unlocks a different part of your mind and your heart. So you become open to a, a possibility that actually who you are really is maybe different than who you think you are now, you know? And what's possible in reality is maybe much more expansive than what your mind has accepted in the past. And so it helps you walk into this new you, this new reality, which is actually the you that's always been, but just helps you shed the parts of you that never were really you. And it's a real, it's a real challenge, it's a real journey. The most difficult thing anyone can shift is their identity. And when we, believe, when we don't believe something's possible, it's a real big shift. And so this book, what it does, and why people are in tears, and why people from all over the world, it goes beyond any religion. It's not about religion. Like the light switch works. It doesn't care if you're Muslim, Christian, Buddhist. It doesn't care. You know? It just works. And this technology works. It goes beyond culture and race and, and nationality and age. Like we have people, I just got a picture of a 92-year-old woman that was so excited to learn the secrets and kids that are, are taking it from their siblings or their parents and hiding in their bed at six, seven, eight years old as soon as they can read and just want to read the stories in it. I was like, wow, what if I was that age and when I learned this? I would have changed my whole life. You know? I want to go back for just a quick moment before we, we close this part because we still have a lot more material 
uh, to cover in part three. But I want to try to place this within um, the, the confines of what most people might know who have an interest in health and healing and Hinduism. So a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with the, the concept and the practice of Ayurveda. So to what extent does this system come out of Ayurveda and to what extent is it something separate from? Yeah, great question. You'll see a lot of similarities in some different areas, like the, the three doshas, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, you know, some of, the, some of the, the technical aspects are very similar. The interesting thing about Siddhaveda is because it's an unbroken lineage passed down master to student, they preserved a lot of secrets that, I don't know how to tell you this other than, like, even in the West, I studied instructional psychology and technology was my PhD. And we, we, we understood that some things when you're working as an apprentice, the master communicates to the student in a way that's beyond verbal language and it can't be captured in a book or in a university course. Like there's when you're an apprentice to a master, something else happens, a transmission of sorts happens. And, and it's even beyond the awareness of both the master and the student. And so a lot of those secrets that are beyond mind are captured in this lineage. And I think that's why the potency and the healing you know, effects of it are, are so much, so much greater. That then, is, then, yeah. Go ahead. That's yeah, a so perfect I, I know, to, for us to close on because we're gonna explore this. Um, and in addition to looking at the work that you're involved in right now in our final section. So I wanna thank you for this one so much for the, these amazing teachings and for sharing this little bit of your life with us. Now we're gonna look forward to our next section. So thank you, Dr. Rogers. Oh, thank you, Bob. This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.